0: Because sometimes I be right Hello Welcome To the show How's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? If you can't tell I'm feeling wonderful I'm feeling great Why? Why do you ask? I'll tell you a couple things Number one I just finished uh, recording some YouTube videos So I feel like I'm already in the groove of talking. Number two, we had our first full weekend of college football, and I love college football. It's my favorite. I love it more than the NFL. I told you last week I did, and I do. And what a weekend it was. It was great. It was fun. It was awesome. I got a lot to talk about with you. The third reason NFL is back, baby. This is when this show is fun to do. There's nothing like talking football. Why? So many teams, so many storylines, so much to discuss. And I'm excited and I'm here for it. If I'm too loud, I don't apologize. (laughs) I feel like I've been dormant, quiet for the last couple weeks. I'm back. I'm feeling great. What up cyber family? If this is your first time joining us, welcome. This is Sometimes I'll be right. I'm your host John Farris, reporting live from Trash Can Studios. As always, join my coach Wally. Say what up, Wally? Let me tell you something. Trash Can Studios is is not climate controlled. There is no AC in this piece. <laughs> I'm hot. My shirt, I have I've have sweat through my shirt. My forehead is dripping. It's hot. It's probably why I'm so animated as well because I'm hot. Okay? Listen. We have to start. We have to start. There's nowhere else to start the show than to start with Week 1 college football. And the biggest game of the weekend, and all anybody wants to talk about is Colorado versus TCU. Look, let me tell you something. Let me start all. The, let me start with love. Let me start with love because I have to. It's important to. I love Deion Sanders as a coach. If I'm not mistaken, I said last year I came in here, and I said that if I had a, if I had a kid if I had a son uh playing football and he was debating on where to go go to Colorado I don't care if you they even want you go there as a walk on right I love prime love primetime I love the way he speaks the way he coaches the way he he tries to get the most out of the guys the way it's bigger than football I love all of that love everything about it I love his weird little swaggy sayings like I'm bringing my luggage in his Louis <laughs> I like the fact that they have L's and D's on the jerseys instead of C's for captains. You got the leaders and then you got the dogs. I love that. I love it. I think it is a perfect fusion of an old school hard work mentality fused with an understanding of cool. I love everything about it. Watching that game was one of the, it was a perfect representation of why college football is so Awesome. If anyone said, why do you love college football so much? What's so great about college football? I would say, put on Colorado TCU. Watch that live. The energy in that stadium, the passion those kids were playing with, the athleticism, everything, the fight, everything was great. So after the game, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this this is awesome. This is awesome. This is great. But then all of a sudden, the post-game press conferences start. The media availability happened. And that's where I started to say, whoa, timeout. I think I missed something. As much as I love prime time, as much as I love Coach Sanders, I don't know how to... Coach Prime, I don't know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm trying to be as respectful as possible because I love this dude. I, I wish... I was 16 years old, and I can go play for this kid, this guy. That's how I, I cannot exp- I cannot express to you how badly I wish he could coach me. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. But the way he was talking after the game confused me. Because he was talking about, oh, do you believe now? I got receipts. You didn't believe in this. Oh, you talking about Shador from the HBCU, the kid from the kid, why would I give him this? He was talking all this stuff like, do you believe now? Like honestly, no. I don't believe any less or any more than I did before. But the but the but the but the way it was being the way he was talking about it, number one, was as if like we had a we had shocked the world. Like Dion, you you brought in like 86 new players this year. You overturned the entire roster. You've essentially had like 90 days to get all of these dudes from all over the country together to come up with some sort of cohesion and a team. And you were going on the road to the number 17th ranked team, a team that who had just played in a national championship, a team that has an established culture, a team that was bringing guys back from last year who had much more experience than you did. Who would you have picked? Listen, if Dion wasn't coaching Colorado and was sitting on the sideline on the Fox big noon at noon or whatever it is, and they asked him who do you think is going to win, he's picking TCU. It wasn't a disrespect or a slight to Colorado. It was just, if you're just thinking about it logically, I don't really know what I'm going to get from Colorado. I have an idea of what I'm going to get from TCU. I'm going to take TCU. But going into the game, everyone knew that Colorado was loaded with talent. There was no question that they have talent They were like number one, the best team as far as transfer portal guys like they brought in like the best transfer class in the entire country. There was no doubt that they were they were loading up on talent. The question was, are they going to be prepared and ready to go versus an established TCU team week one? That was the question. And you know what? You won. Kudos to you. But TCU was two yards away from kicking a winning field goal and winning that game. You gave up 42 points. Do you want to know what Colorado gave up last year on average? 45. Yes, offensively, you guys balled out. Defensively, hey... Hey, you're going to struggle against real offenses. Put up that defensive performance against USC, against Oregon, against a Washington state. You're going to get your ass whooped. Let's not make it seem like TCU was some juggernaut who is, it's impossible to think. You want to know this was being talked about. And the national media was talking about this game as, like, oh, how did they do it? What an unbelievable win. They were, ma- you know, what was unbelievable when Appalachian State went to Michigan and won that game. That was unbelievable. You know what would be unbelievable? If Youngstown State this weekend went up to Ohio State and beat them. That would be unbelievable. Colorado, with this level of talent that they have, going and beating TCU by three, is not unbelievable. You wouldn't have predicted it, but you weren't shocked that it happened. And as it happened, were you really watching that game thinking, like, oh my god, like, Colorado doesn't even have the same level of talent. Like, no, I'm almost positive if you looked at a roster for roster, you would probably think Colorado has a better roster. Now, look, I am not trying to be a wet blanket. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. Look, I told you, I questioned and had questions and had doubts of, like, how good is Shador Sanders? How good is he really? Is he any good? Hey, guess what I thought coming out of the game? Kid can play. But this idea that now all of a sudden people are saying that he's a first round talent, like whoa, whoa, pump the, one game? My issue with this is if Dion has all of this, we kept receipts. They you Colorado won one game last year. One and eleven. All you did was match the win total of last year. You didn't surpass last year yet. You didn't do anything that was unconceivable that nobody in the world thought was possible. People, Some people picked Colorado to win. It was like a trend. Joel Klatt was saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado wins. The questions you have about Colorado are depth. And then on the defensive front, they're a little weak. And TCU ran the ball all over them and for whatever reason decided we're not just going to run it down their throats. We're going to try to get cute and pass. I liked what I saw from Colorado because, number one, the energy was incredible. Number two, they have athletes. Number three, they were clearly well-coached and had a really good game plan. Number four, they got a legit quarterback who I think is going to be able to play and win in that conference. But you also have a bona fide star in Travis Hunter who was the number one player coming out of high school. The number one player in the country. Him going to Jackson State was not because he wasn't good enough to go. He could have went anywhere he wanted. So now that he's playing big power five conference, like, yeah, that's what he should have been doing to begin with. That's his talent level. Why are you surprised? Shador had offers from big five, school, like Power Five Conference. He wasn't like relegated to, I, oh, I can only go to Jackson State. That's the only place that wants me. There's a lot of guys on this roster that are like legit recruits. Like they're not bad. Why are we treating as if, like, how could they win a game? Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And again, I don't mean to sound like the old guy in the room, but look. Everyone's saying, Travis Hunter played 140, blah, 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 plays. Both ends. How did he do it? You want to know how he did it? He's young. He's young. Do you remember what it was like being young? You went outside in the morning, and you went, and you played football for four straight hours. Throw him up, beat him up. Get a whole group of guys together, throw the ball in the air. Whoever catches it has to run from one sideline to the next while everyone else tries to hit him. Once you get tackled, you throw it back up, and the next guy, somebody else, tries to catch you and tries to get as many touchdowns as you can. You did that for four hours just beating the hell out of each other. Then after that, you walk down to the corner store, you got yourself a little barrel of juice, a little grape drink, a little orange drink, a little fruit punch drink. Never juice, always drink. <laughs> Then you walk back, and as you're walking back, you go past the basketball court, you see some guys playing, you stop at the courts and now you just had your corn chips, you had the little uh the little uh the little the famous amos cookies the little, the little chocolate chip ones that come in the brown package it's three to a pack. you know what I'm talking about you ate those and you had your jute you had your drink, nothing but sugar you ain't had not a, not not no water in your system, no gatorade it was drink. And you went to the basketball courts. After playing football for four hours, you went to the basketball courts, balled out for four hours. Then after doing that, you finish walking home. You get home and you realize some kids on the street playing baseball. Hey, let me take a couple swings. Next thing you know, you play baseball for three hours. Then you go back inside the house. You still ain't tired. You don't even shower because now you dry. All the sweat dried. You sniff under your arms. You say, eh ain't too bad i smell like a little little six inch sub it's not a foot long i'm good you go to bed you wake up ready to do it the next day you young i'm not knocking the kid because look he's an incredible player he is a really good player and the, the ability to be number one on defense or number one on offense like he's really talented But let's not make it seem like we don't understand how he was able to play that much. Like he's young. Dion was playing both ways when he was young too. You young. He's a young, athletic, physically gifted kid. That's how he did it. Now my question is, are they too happy with the win? I think the way the conversation went afterwards, like we proved to everybody we belong. No one thought you didn't. No one said Colorado doesn't belong. No one says they shouldn't play. No one says you guys are going to be no good. So when you come away from that with that attitude of, oh, we shook up the world. No, not really. We off it now. Because what next? So if they go lose to Nebraska, should I feel like, oh, never mind. It was all hype. No, I wouldn't feel that way. If they had lost, if they had played the same game, if TCU doesn't get stopped two yards short of a first down at the end of that game and they go on to score and they win, I don't think any less of Colorado. And I don't think they should think less of themselves. And I think the conversation wouldn't be, oh, we got receipts. Do you believe now? I don't think none of that would have happened. But again, if you were going to bash them for losing, like that's crazy. They played hard. And as a fan, if you're a fan of Colorado, all you want them to do under Coach Prime in year one is to compete and play hard every game. Just give us something to root for. Don't be a dumpster fire. I'm sorry. I apologize for going on a rant. But it just it bothers me. It bothers me and it baffles me because I said that nobody talks about this being the greatest game or the greatest performance. Nobody does that in college. We just enjoy it for what it is. And all week we talk about how great this win was. This win was not unprecedented. It was not unbelievable. It was not inconceivable that it could happen. Dion didn't prove that he belongs. Dion proved that he belonged when he got the job. Dion proved that he belonged when he was a successful high school coach. When he went to Jackson State and was successful, he proved that he belongs. He proved that he belonged when he got the kids to commit to Colorado. If you needed this win to prove to you that he belongs or that these players belong, then you a fool. I know it sounds like I'm trying to dog or dump on Colorado and say what you did ain't impressive. What I'm saying is I'm not surprised. I told you, I believe in Deion Sanders as a coach. I believe he gets those kids to believe in him and then therefore believe in themselves. I believe that they are going to show up every single game and compete and win or lose. That's a tough day for the opponent. That's all he has to do right now. Cause once he does that, then the recruits are gonna start coming in, and next year they might mess around and have a top ten recruiting class. Year after that, it might go to top five. Year after that, they might be a, a, a perennial number one, two, or three recruiting class in the country. Then what? So Dion Prime, you ain't got to go gloat and show the receipt. You ain't got to do none of that yet. I I really wish he didn't go that route. Because I feel like it's a little too early for that. And I do think they're going to handle business versus Nebraska this week. But I would caution, got chill. So moving on to the other big game of the weekend was LSU versus Florida State. Now you guys know I came in here last week and I picked LSU to end up in the Final Four playoff end up in the national championship game, and even flirted with the idea of picking them to win a national title. Then they go out and they put up a stinker versus Florida State. Now, this is, it's bad for me, not because LSU lost, not because I thought that they would make the national championship, because let's be honest, if they go and run the table, this loss doesn't matter much. But why it bothers me so much. I said, I got my brother texting me asking if I believe in Florida State. And the answer is no. (laughs) I don't. Because, again, had Florida State lost this game, I wouldn't think their season was over either. I wouldn't think they were frauds either. I wouldn't be overly concerned with them either. This is what happens when you schedule real big-time opponents in week one. You might have a stinker. Your first game might be bad versus their first game, which is going to be good. That might just be the way it goes. And so for me, when you schedule it that way, this is what comes with it. So I wouldn't fault either team for losing because you took on a massive challenge that most other teams in the country didn't do. But why I don't believe in Florida State is because Florida State, in my opinion, never had trouble getting up for the big matchups. What they had trouble with was getting up to play a, a, a NC State on a Saturday afternoon at noon. That's the game where they come out flat and they end up getting beat and losing the game. They got no business losing. It's when they got to go against the likes of like a Vanderbilt or a, uh, a Georgia Tech. And it's just a game that nobody really pays attention to. And then they kind of feel like, nah, we got this. And they come out and, and sleepwalk through the whole thing. So I need to see, can they bring this same intensity and energy to a game of that magnitude? A game that is a gimme game. A game that is looked at as like, nah, this is going to be no challenge at all. Can they do it then? And if they could do it then, and only then will I say, hey, I'll buy in. Because look, first half of that game, Travis looked trash. Throwing terrible interceptions, throwing terrible throws that should have been intercepted. And then the second half, they were very impressive. They put it all together in that second half. They made all the right adjustments, and LSU had no answer. But again, my issue with Florida State has always been that game that gets no hype, no attention, that's a give me, that really has no stakes, that the other team is not nearly as good as you. Those are the games they come out and they sleepwalk through and they end up getting beat. So I want to see what they could do off of that. Now, as far as LSU, I think it was week one against a real quality opponent. And I think that that's... That's what happens sometimes, man. If you don't come out and play your best, it can get away from you. And it got away from them. I think if they played 10 times, I think LSU wins 8. So I don't think they have anything to hang their heads about. But, you got to clean some things up. You got to execute better on offense. But I'm not out yet with them as being a national championship contender. Now, I have to talk about Ohio State because Ohio State, everyone is going to say, Ohio State looked bad. Oh, they looked bad. And here's the problem. Ohio State has such a high standard because they're so immensely talented that they always essentially have to dominate teams and win by 40, 50 points for you to feel like they lived up to expectations. And if they don't, then, it's, then they look bad. The reality is, is 23-3, that game wasn't as close as the score would indicate. Kyle McCord did not do what he needed to do to assert himself as, I am the man, this is my team, now let's go. I agree with you. He looked shaky. The offensive line looked really shaky. But, I mean, come on. The game was never in doubt, and now they get Youngstown State, and I think they need to go in there and beat them up. And personally, I think they will. Now, if you want to know all of my college picks, I have all my college picks uh, on my YouTube channel. I just posted, or I'm going to be posting a video uh, giving you each and every pick for the weekend weekend. So you could check that out at uh, youtube.com slash network. I just feel like that's one of those things that would be better received on the YouTube side of things. And then there's a couple games I'll come in and highlight, of course. So like the big time games, we're going to talk about them. But like I'm picking every top 25 game. So that's a lot. So for sake of brevity, go check it out on the YouTube channel. We're going to do some fun stuff with that. Now, I do want to get into the NFL because the NFL is back, baby. If you're listening to this day of release, then you are actually listening to this, hopefully, before tonight's opening game, which is the Lions versus the Chiefs. Now, here's what I want to do. This year, I want to do something different. I want to pick division winners in the NFC and AFC for every division. And let you know who I think is going to be the three wild card teams in each conference. Let you know who I think is going to be the MVP. That's what I want to do. So I want to start with this. In the NFC, let's start with the NFC North. I think the Lions are going to win that division. Why? Not only am I a Jared Goff fan, but truthfully, I think if you've been paying attention to what they've been doing, they've been accumulating some talent. They got a pretty good receiving core. They got a pretty good running game, right? They got a pretty good offensive line. The defense is all right. And the head coach seems to have established a culture that the rest of the team buys into. And I think Dan Campbell believes in Jared Goff. And I think Jared Goff believes in Dan Campbell. And I feel like for that reason, this is the year that it takes off. And I think the Lions were close last year. And I think this is the year they put it all together. I got the Lions winning the NFC North. In the South, I got the Saints. Why? I think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. I think Derek Carr signing there is one of the most underrated roster moves in the last couple offseasons. I feel like nobody's really talking about this. But Derek Carr... Going there, that's a steal. And Chris Olave, in my opinion, can, can be to Derek Carr with Devante Adams was to Aaron Rodgers. A guy who runs precise, crisp, clean routes, creates separation, can go deep, can go short, can go intermediate, can do all the things you want from the receiver position. That's what he can give you. So I think that weapon is going to be there. Alvin Kamara out the backfield. I think he's going to have a field day there. And the rest of the division is kind of weak. But I'm taking the Saints to win the South. In the West, I got to be smart. I got to go with logic and say the 49ers. The 49ers didn't get any worse. Now, if Brock Purdy can continue what he started last year, which is just hold it together, bro. We don't need you to win it. We just need you to hold it together. Keep us on schedule. We'll be alright. Keep the bus. Sorry. Keep the bus on the road. We'll be good. I'm gonna go with the 49ers to repeat. In the West and in the East. Oh, I think it's gonna be tough, man. I think it's gonna be tight. I think I think the commanders are gonna be better. I think the Giants are gonna be better. Uh, I think the Eagles are still going to be good, but I think they do take a step back. And I think Dallas is going to be good. I think these guys are going to be, I think Dallas has probably the most talented roster. And I think Dallas has the highest ceiling. For that reason, I'm going to go with them. But I wouldn't be surprised. My, My gut is telling me that Washington is actually the team to watch in that division. But I'll go with Dallas for now. Now, in the wild card, I have Washington making the wild card. I have the Bears making the wild card because I think Justin Fields is going to go off this year. And surprisingly, I like the Giants to make the wild card. I think the Giants, the, the Commanders, and the Cowboys all make the playoffs from the NFC East. I think that is the best division in football. It rivals the AFC North. And I think that they're going to get three teams in. So that's the NFC. Let's go over to the AFC. and the North, I like the Bengals. I'm going with Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think he has a plethora of weapons. I think that team has been gotten off the slow starts. I think this year they get off to a hot start. And I think they carry it through. I think they are the best team in that division. And I think they win it. Oh, man. That's what comes with recording late. A little tired, (laughs) y'all. In the South, I got Jacksonville. I got the Jaguars winning. Now, look. The South is just not very good. Okay? And I don't think it's going to take a lot to win that. I think they're actually going to end up in a tie. But they're going to get the tiebreaker. And the second team is going to make it to the playoffs, and I'll let you know who they are in the wild card in a second. In the East, I got the Bills. I got Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the best team in that, and I know everyone's hyped and excited about the Jets, but I don't buy it. That is facts. I just don't buy it. I refuse to buy it. I refuse to buy in and there's something about this Jets team. I, you know what it is? For me, if it seems like just plug and play, I don't buy in. I think the same thing happened last year when you had Russell Wilson and everyone just assumed that you could just plug him in to Denver and what they were doing and just put that quarterback in there. It's going to work. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. That's not how life works. It's not how the sport works. It takes more than that. So I don't think the Jets are going to work with Buffalo. I think they've got the best quarterback. I think they've got the best. I'm not going to say best receiver because Garrett Wilson is a monster. They got the best team. All-around team, they got the best team. I'm picking them to win. In the West, I got the Chargers, man. Look, I'm really high on Kellen Moore going there as offensive coordinator. I think the problem with the Chargers has been their offensive game plan. I think everything involving throwing short to the running back, I think that's a limited offense. I think your quarterback is way too good to play that way. Justin Herbert is way too good to be dinking and dunking. Let that man throw the ball downfield. You got the weapons. Let him do it. And I think Kellen Moore is coming in there and can't wait to draw up all kinds of crazy plays for this quarterback who can make all the throws. I think it's a match made in heaven. And I think the Chargers win the West. Now the three wild card teams. I got the Chiefs. I got the Ravens. And my surprise team for the year, I got the Texans. Behind rookie C.J. Stroud, I think he is going to take a game or two and then click, and you're going to say, that guy is so damn good. I think it's only going to take about two or three games before people start saying, yo, this guy, unbelievable. I can't be the only one that sees the t- I can't. I can't be wrong. Like... It, my brain can't compute the possibility of him not being great. Like, I, I just watched, I've watched him play. And it's just like, the throws are just effortless. And it's not, oh, he's throwing a wide open. I don't care how open the guy is. He's hitting guys in stride with no effort. Short it doesn't matter. The guys are not breaking straight. It's not just that he's hit. He's throwing it to a guy who's wide open. He's putting it in a perfect spot that even if the guy was covered, he's still getting the cat. It's dropped. It's unbelievable. I got the Texans making the playoffs behind CJ Stroud. Now, my MVP for the NFL, I think Justin Herbert wins the MVP. That's right. I think Herbert wins the MVP. Now, let's get into some picks before I get out of here. Obviously, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. You got football to watch. I got football to watch. We got things to talk about. But what I do want to do is I do want to give you a couple picks from the NFL. Let's start with the opening night game tonight. The Lions and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by six and a half. I think the Lions are going to win this game. I just do. I don't know why. I'm really high on the Lions for no reason at all. I think Jared Goff is really good. I think that win against the Packers, I think that showed a lot about the coach and about the culture and about the attitude of that team and what they stand for. And I think a win like that catapults you. And I think this, on this stage where they're not expected to win, I think they're going to come out and play great. And win. So I like the Lions plus six and a half in this game. Let's talk about the rookies. You got Bryce Young and the Panthers going against the Falcons. What do I think Bryce Young's going to do? He's going to be okay. He's going to probably complete about 56% of his passes for about 263 yards and two touchdowns and a pick. That's what I think. That's that's about right. That sounds about right. He's super mature. I don't think he's going to be in over his head. But they're going to lose. <laughs> you got Anthony Richardson going against the Jags. How do I think that's going to look? I think it's going to be bad. I think Anthony Richardson is going to be bad. Three or four turnovers in this game. He, he's a guy, to me, who when things are not going well, he, he's going to try to force a play. like He's going to try to prove to you every chance he gets that I'm great. And I think that's going to get him in trouble, especially early in this season. And I think this game is a bad one for him. I like the Jags minus four and a half. got C.J. Stroud and the Texans versus the Ravens, and the Ravens are favored by 10. That's crazy. I'm taking the Texans in that game, and I think C.J. Stroud is going to have one of those games against a really good defense where I think he's going to make you say, whoa. whoa, that boy, that boy's good. And I can't, you know, I can't wait. I don't want to be biased. I don't want to be make my entire life and my entire world about this one player. And I I just, for me, it's not about being right. It's about, is it, I don't believe, I don't believe that I could watch something and I could say, oh, that is perfect. And then it doesn't work. I can't fathom that. I just can't fathom it. Like you guys have to understand, I've watched every throw he's made. And it's it's perfect. it's everything you want. everything you say you want in the quarterback he is. he it has to work, right? It wouldn't make sense if it doesn't. I don't know. Cowboys minus three and a half versus the Giants. I like the Cowboys to cover. I like them to beat up on the Giants as they have done for like the last 12 meetings. I just think that I just think the Giants I think the Giants are going to try to get Daniel Jones to do more in the passing game and I think they're going to go away from what his real strength is because they have to justify the contract. Now, I don't think it's going to be intentional, but I think just by human nature is if we got this guy Last year, it was our first year with him. We didn't really know what he had, what he could handle, what he couldn't. So we had to kind of walk him through it, give him baby steps. But now we want to give him more because we saw what he could do. We want to give him more. But I think that's where you're going to get yourself in trouble. And so I think in week one, it's not the week to do it. I like uh, Diggs and Gilmore to get a couple turnovers. I like uh, the Lion, Micah Parsons, to get a couple sacks. I think that D-line is going to be hellacious. I think that defense is going to be flying around. And uh, I like the Cowboys to cover the three and a half. I like them to win very comfortably, very easily. And I'm excited for football to be back, man. I know you are, too. I know you're excited. If you want to know all of my picks, because, again, I'm picking every NFL game this year against the spread, that's also going to be found on my YouTube channel. That's Cyber Network on YouTube. Um, You can also follow me on social media at Cyber underscore P-O-D. That's uh, S-I-B-R underscore P-O-D on all social media platforms where you can find uh, some picks there as well and interact there, build the community up. Look, I want to thank y'all, man. We got through the long days of summer. We got through the draft. We got through all of this stuff. We got through the weeks where I didn't have a show. You stuck it out through the weeks when I did have a show, but the shows were weak. You stuck it through when I was, like, trying to figure out what I'm even going to discuss this week. You guys stuck it through through it all. If you've been here throughout the entire ride, I thank you. To be completely honest, if I could be real... Real honest, going into this season, for me, I started this show as just for fun and just as something that I could do because I've always, I would drive home from work listening to sports talk radio and be yelling at the radio and having all these, like, oh man, that's that's stupid, and have like whole conversation, like rants about it, like first take with myself, (laughs) Right? I'd be arguing with Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp or Stephen A. Like I'd be arguing with them like it's real. And I was like, yo, let me just hook up my mic and press record and like record this and put it out. Cause I got some weird sports takes that I feel like somebody might find some interest in. And the fact that even one person would click play on it. Like for me, that's like, oh, as long as I know that there's one person listening, I'm gonna keep doing it. Like for me. It's not about a fan base. It's not about money. It's not about how popular this is. It's a, honestly, I say it all the time, like building up a community. My ultimate goal is to have an online community of sports fans of all different teams. Everybody welcome who just gets together at one central location to talk sports to debate over stupid stuff, to argue over whatever, to fight with each other tooth and nail about who's the best of all time or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, it's all done and fun because it's just sports. I'm not playing these games. Neither are you. We're both watching it like fans. To be honest with you, I don't know more about the sport than maybe you do, but I have eyeballs. I know the rules. I've watched it my entire life. Like we know what we're watching. You can see when something's great, right? And you can see when something's trash. But you have your own set of eyeballs. You have your own standards. You have your own opinions and thoughts. And those might differ from my natural perspective. I'm giving you mine. I want you to come to the table and share yours and we could we could talk about it. We could debate about it. It's fun. So I'm trying to build the cyber network and the cyber family to be the greatest sports community in the world where you can come here, say whatever wild hot take you got, say whatever logical take, say whatever you want to say about whatever team, who's your favorite, who's this, who's that, who's your goat? all that. And we all in here together talking about sports because sports makes the world go round. This is fun. So again, if you've been here from the beginning, man, I sincerely thank you. I appreciate you. I I, I can't even believe whenever I, I look up the numbers from time to time, i look up to see what things are doing, to see if things are progressing. And I see the numbers. I see the different countries that are listening. And it's wild, man. I got people over in Europe listening to this. Like, that's crazy. I appreciate you more than I could ever say. I started up the YouTube channel as another avenue to grow the family, not to not to say this is less important than that. No, everything is important. It's a multimedia thing. I'm trying to have a real legitimate cyber family where we are all everybody's tight. You can argue with your brother. You can yell, scream, curse your brother out. But you all still family. There's still love. We still community. Right. That's what I'm trying to build here. That's my ultimate goal. That's what I want to have. That's what I'm working towards. So thank you all for joining on this journey. Right now, if you're getting in, look, there's still room. (laughs) There's still room for more people. We are not nowhere near capacity in the cyber family. This season is so important to me about building the community, building a reputation, building and establishing a standard. I am super excited about the direction that this is going in. Follow me on all social media. That's cyber underscore pod. That's S-I-B-R underscore P-O-D on all social media platforms. Come over to the YouTube Cyber Network. Join in over there. Catch these videos. There's going to be some exclusive content. That you're not going to get an audio form only. It's going to be YouTube only. We're going to have the podcast here still. Don't worry. I'm still doing the podcast. Eventually, we're going to get to the video podcast too so we can expand the family. Some people don't listen to podcasts. Some people watch podcasts on YouTube. So we're going to, we're going to bring the We're bringing every all-inclusive baby. Everybody come through. So I thank you for being here. I thank you for joining me on this journey. That's my time, y'all. I appreciate y'all again. I can't say it enough, and I can't say it enough. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go for football. We got a great Saturday in college football. I can't wait for that. Like I said, go to the YouTube to check out the pics. We have an exciting, great First week of the NFL, man, that's going to be exciting. If you want to make some money, go check my picks again on the YouTube channel, Cyber Network, to get the picks for that. Bet on it. I'm telling you, take it to the bank this year. I'm probably going to have like a 90% win rate. Like it's going to be nuts. I'm telling you, follow me, listen to me. And do you want to know why you should listen to me to make you some money? Because guess what? Sometimes I'll be right. I'll catch y'all next week.